Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Welcome back to The Real Journey Show. We are super excited that you tuned in today for another episode of A Real Journey. Um, A while back, about a month ago, I posted one episode that was a real experience of mine. And I got a lot of feedback asking for more of those. So I decided to bring on a special guest with me today, and we were going to share a real journey of how the Martins got started. So my husband is our special guest today. This is Daryl Martin. Daryl, welcome to The Real Journey Show. Thanks, Tara. (laughs) It's great to be here. I always call him D online, so if you've heard me call him D, then you know um, that is who we are talking to today. We thought it'd be fun to maybe share how we met, and we won't share our journey as to how we met and where we are now and where we're headed. That would take a really long time, so we thought we would just start with just how we met, how the Martins became the Martins. So I thought I'd start with you, Pumpkin, and you just... By the way, Pumpkin is another name I call him. Um, and you just share, maybe share your version of the story of how we met. <laughs> I'll fill in any details. I'm sure you will. <laughs> so um, she showed up at a, uh, a church youth rally uh, with her sister. Um, I just remember, <clears throat> you know, the people coming into the, to the church, filing in, and um, they came in just, some things never change, a little fashionably late, and so the only rows that were available uh, were up close to the front, and uh, and so they came walking by, and, and as they did, she immediately caught my attention, uh, just very beautiful. Um, anyway, she they they came walking by and she caught my attention and they ended up sitting like a row or two in front of uh, me and my friend. And as soon as they got there, uh, I'll never forget this. My friend Jason kind of leans over and kind of nudges me with his elbow <laughs> and he goes, bro, that's a whole lot of wagon. She's dragging. <laughs> Something's never changed. <laughs> And, uh, well, the rest is history. No, I'm kidding. Um, it was, it was pretty funny because, uh, she came for the volleyball. Um, and, uh, so service was great and all that, but, uh, Tara was obviously there, um, for the volleyball after service. And, um, so, uh, we ended up meeting out on the court and, um, and actually playing on opposite sides of the net. And, um, uh, pretty sure there was more 
flirting than uh, volleyball playing between she and I, but uh, just had a great evening. And, um, um, you know, I mean, great evening is, is don't, don't think romantic because I mean, you know, we're in this, uh, uh, gymnasium. <laughs> this gymnasium. Yeah. With, with uh, a couple of hundred other kids, you know, on an all night uh, youth rally, sleep in, stay over kind of thing, you know, <laughs> And, we should uh, um we should mention though that I was only sixteen and you were yeah. nineteen. Yeah. So we were just little kids. Yeah. But I knew how to flirt. I served every <laughs> ball straight to him. I would try to do like an ace serve straight to him so he'd miss it because he was on the opposite team. And yeah, we did a lot of flirting across the net and we were up at the front for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what sixteen year olds do. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a uh, great memories, great times. Obviously, uh, obviously there was a connection there. So here we are, what, 23 years later. Um, but yeah, he, well, he was kind of hard to get, I will say, because he <laughs> asked for my phone number and then he didn't call me for three days and he didn't know my last name. And I didn't know his last name. We just knew each other's first name. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, well, that guy's gone. But he did finally call me. He was just playing hard to get, kind of trying to be a little player. I didn't think he wanted me to call. And then, <laughs> then that's where it all kind of started. <laughs> he, um, yeah, super fun stuff. We started dating when I was 16. He was 19. And it was kind of a little journey, too, to, like, introduce each other to our parents my family was a little crazy and intimidating and his family was so sweet that i think they were a little nervous about you dating a girl from my city <laughs> but they but they they fell in love with me once they met me right oh of course absolutely of course, of course. so then we um we dated for what three and a half years three and a half years that's correct yeah and then got married at 20 years old which is wild to think about now because caleb will be 19 in july i can't even imagine that kid married <laughs> or thinking about getting married <laughs> no. he is it he is feels dirty. like we're probably we were probably more grown up at that age but you know the truth of the matter is we probably weren't we just thought we were <laughs> don't think we were. <laughs> I definitely don't think we were. Okay, so we've kind of brought them through starting dating and meeting each other's families. So do you have any favorite memories of when we were dating? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's one in particular I'll never forget. Um, it was uh, my, I think it was my 20th birthday. Um, Anyway, I was just at home and I was visiting my dad and sitting in the living room and um, Tara's sisters roll up in a truck with a huge box in the back. And uh, I'm like, so I kind of step out on the porch, you know, expecting to see bright, beautiful, smiling face of my wonderful girlfriend. And um, I'm looking and, and her sisters get out of the truck and they're wearing these jumpsuits <laughs> and they're wearing these fake beards. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And so they, they're, they're pretending to be delivery men. 
Mr. Martin? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course it is. What What is going on? Where is Tara? Like, we have a special delivery for you, sir. I'm like, oh, my Lord, what is going on? What is happening here? And so they, they go around the back of the truck, and they grab this big box out of the back of the truck, and, and they almost drop it, and they're like, oh, my God, I almost dropped it. And, you know, they're all freaking out. And, and uh, so they finally get a hold of this thing, and I can tell they're really struggling. I'm like, man, what is in this box? And they bring it around, walk it all the way up the driveway, almost drop it a couple of more times on the way up. And I'm just like, I'm sitting up on the porch and I'm dying laughing. You know I mean? They're the delivery man. I'm not going to help them carry it. Right. <laughs> so they, they finally get it up on the porch and they're about to die laughing too. We have a special delivery for you, sir. Um, and, and, and here it is. And, and I forget exactly what they said, but, but they set the box down and, and I look at this box and I, and I can hear something moving around inside the box. I'm like, what is, so I'm peeking, try to peek inside and it's kind of hard to see. So I just kind of separate the, um, you know, the, the flaps of the box and, and I can feel something breathing in there. I'm like, Oh my Lord, did you bring me a puppy? You know? And, and, her sisters are just at this point, they're almost can't contain themselves. I mean, their faces are red. They're trying not to laugh so bad. And so just His parents them. came out too. And yeah, my, my father, my stepmom, they, at this point, they had come to the door. And so they're standing right there at the door of the house while I'm out on the porch and, you know, going through this huge fiasco. And, uh, and I, so I just pull the flaps back kind of halfway and all I see is Tara's face <laughs> and she is smiling huge. And I can see, <laughs> I can see just the top of her neck and in and, and the, and the top of her chest and whatnot. And, and I'm a little bit in shock because I couldn't see the bikini top and I'm like, Tara, oh my God, are you naked? <laughs> <laughs> and it's you had know, a big green bow. And at that point I remember she asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I just sent her a big green bow, you know, just as a jest, but, but here she is. And, 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 and all she's got on her head that I could see is a big green bow. And I'm at this point, I'm getting really nervous, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I opened the flaps a little further, you know, and I asked her that question. She's like, of course not, you silly. And then she jumps out of the box and she says, happy birthday. <laughs> and, you know, of course, she's wearing shorts and a bikini top and and you know, my dad starts cracking up. My stepmom, they're both inside hoorah. And, you know, I don't know if they knew what was going on or not. They were in on it, but, but, and you know, her sisters were falling out laughing in the yard and, and I'm red, just, I mean, head to toe. <laughs> I'm just red, embarrassed just because I didn't know what was about to happen. And, uh, anyway, it was just a, an awesome experience. I'll never forget it. Best birthday present I've ever gotten. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> See, so, I was a pirate. I was a pirate before I ever became a part of DBC for that's sure. Right. That's right. Always thinking literally outside the outside box. Outside of the box. <laughs> Came out of that sucker like a jack in the box. <laughs> the best part was like, do you have clothes on? <laughs> <laughs> You know, the things that cross a, a young man's mind. I mean, you know, oh let's, let's just be real here. So like, she's in a real, she's just <laughs> in a bow. <laughs> 17 years old. So now that you've set me up, I guess I'm going to kind of 
ask you the same question and see what kind of response we can get here mm. uh, as far as our dating experience and whatnot. Do you have any uh, favorite memories or during that time period of our lives? So, yeah, I do. I, I <laughs> There's a lot of fun memories, but one of my one of my favorites is, um, first of all, my first job was I worked at McDonald's in the drive-thru. That's when I met you. I worked at McDonald's. And I also played sports and was in kickboxing. So I was very busy after school and then I would work. And so typically, Daryl and I wouldn't get to see each other because by the time I got home, it was well after my curfew, time to do homework and go to bed. So <laughs> he made that he fixed that and he would come see me at work. And so what happened was I had two different roles at McDonald's. One, I was a Ronald Ranger and I got to host birthday parties during the day, but I also helped run the play place outside to like keep kids from hurting each other. So Daryl would come visit me um, when I was closing on the closing shift in the play place and my manager didn't like it. So occasionally, and he would always purchase food, but he would just stay for a long time visit with me. But um, sometimes, well, if we saw my manager coming, then we would go up into the tunnel and like hide or, or Daryl would help me clean the tunnel. We had to clean the tunnel. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And we would just kiss inside there <laughs> until my manager came out there and got onto us. But after a while, um, my manager talked to Daryl. He didn't want him to like come visit all the time because he thought it was distracting me from work. <laughs> and so when I had Locking the my love life. <laughs> when, I had, when I had the drive-through shift, Daryl would come through the drive-through and order one thing at a time. <laughs> man gotta do what a man gotta do. <laughs> It was so funny. He'd order one thing, then he would visit me at the window, and then he would go back through and he would order another thing and another thing because he couldn't come in and visit me anymore because my manager was upset with him for taking up all my time. <laughs> Super funny. That was a fun memory. Later, I worked as a, wait a waitress at Casa Lay, and he kind of did the same thing. He was my, my best customer and left me the biggest tip ever. But that manager liked me, so it was good. Yeah, they liked him, especially when he helped me clean up at the end. Because if I got out early, then I could see him just for a few minutes before my curfew. <laughs> right? <laughs> Double the work. Yeah, that was one of my favorite memories. Do you have any other ones? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I have a lot, but, uh, you know, we won't divulge all the good information in, in one setting today. You know, we have to, we'll have to space that out a little bit. That might be too much T and D excited for one episode. Episode two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Half years. That's right. Um, well, he was one of my biggest fans for sports, for sure. He was always in the stands. Cheer me on. Definitely a big, huge fan. But I think I, I think I want to tell him about when you proposed. Okay, that was cute. I didn't know it was on our three-year anniversary. You get this one right. Hopefully, I get it right. <laughs> we'll pause if I don't. <laughs> um, and he picked me up for dinner, and we went to this place in Houston. It was a steakhouse. It was so beautiful, so beautiful. 
But we walked in and it was like a grand piano in the front. It was really fancy for us because we were still very young. How old was I? 19? Yeah, 19. Perry's Grill and Steakhouse. Perry's Grill and Steakhouse in Houston. Clear Lake, Texas. Oh, clearly. Close to Houston. I'm getting it all. Yeah, close by Houston. But super fancy place that had been recommended to my husband from our pastor. And so we went out there. And I remember sitting down at this table. And there was an elderly couple across from us that just seemed to be watching us the whole time. It was very strange. And I didn't really pay that much mind to them, but when they brought us the menu, they brought out these pieces of meats and you had to choose like what piece of meat that you wanted. I remember that just being super interesting because one of them was super duper fat. Like it didn't even look like Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a steak. Right. Yeah. That was a meatloaf. Looked like a roast. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a steak. And so we were kind of, we knew right away that there was no numbers on the menu that we were probably in a little over. They were on mine, just not on yours. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I should order at this place. Um, but it was super duper fancy, super duper sweet. And I remember we ordered, we placed our order, and then the wait- waiter left. And then Daryl got down on one knee. Am I messing up the story? Okay. Fill me in. We ate first. No, we didn't eat because you couldn't hardly stand we it. Ate, we ate first. No. Mm-hmm. You think we did? We yeah, ate you first. Edit this part, yeah. Because I thought you said I couldn't. I've I've been hungry yeah. all day, and so finally you you got the question out so you could eat. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, That's how I told the story for a hundred years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't really matter. So. We order eats, and then Daryl gets down on one knee, and he starts quoting this poetic piece. And you could tell he had probably thought about this for a long time. (laughs) But the best part is he asked me at the end of this poetic piece that he quoted to me. I didn't read it. He, he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, are you for real? <laughs> Get up. You're embarrassing me. People are looking at us. <laughs> that is almost verbatim. Get up. And he put both knees down and he said it again. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're for real. So the cutest thing is I'm like, of course, yes. Oh my goodness. And that little elderly couple that had been watching us that were still like sipping on a glass of wine and we've already devoured our food and everything. They were like, did you guys just get engaged? And we said yes. And they wanted to buy us some wine, but we didn't want any, we didn't drink. And so the, when they brought us the bill, remember there's no prices on this menu. So I don't even know how expensive our meal was. Daryl obviously probably does, but it just said, congratulations. And we wish you the best. And they had paid for our entire meal 
And we just thought that was just so meant to be. It was the cutest date. It was so romantic, super beautiful. And bless Daryl, like he had the sweetest, I wish I could remember verbatim what he said, but it was so beautiful. And and I thought he was joking. But in my defense, Daryl, <laughs> how many times had you proposed to me as a joke? A lot. None. Yes. Not one time. <laughs> a lot. Every one of them I was serious. He was always jacking around at convenience stores and random places, getting down on a knee and like, will you marry me? And I'm like, you dork, get up. <laughs> So I told him the same thing. It was so funny. I think that little couple that was watching, though, thought I was going to maybe say no. I mean, they were paying close attention to us. <laughs> you had to ask a second time. Yeah. Had to get down on two knees. <laughs> he was shaking. Grab the other hand <laughs> and ask again. It was fun. That was a fun time. Maybe fun she time. just needed to make sure I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> get it asked twice how many of you guys out there have had to ask your wife twice to marry you? well let me just say Daryl asked me a bunch of times but he was always jacking around every other time so I thought this was I should have known super fancy but it was fun everybody in the restaurant though I felt like was looking at us and I think he felt like that too that's why he had to get on two knees <laughs> so yeah fun memories so from engagement, we didn't wait very long to get married. Do you remember how long that was? Uh, seven months, I think. So seven months. <laughs> it was fun, though. I, I feel like when we got married, it was such a new journey because we actually didn't live together before we got married. And so all of the new things of him leaving the toilet seat up, like all kinds of boy things, that I had to get used to. It was quite interesting. And were there any major adjustments for you? Or what was one? Let's just go there. Name one major adjustment for you. Well, you know, there, there are definitely many, but uh, one that I, I remember the most, uh, you know, I'd been living in, in my apartment at that point, I don't know, for uh, less than a year, but I kind of had things, you know, set up the way that I liked them. And I, you know, I thought, you know, everything looked pretty good. You know, I mean, I had my, my wildlife pictures everywhere, you know, had my, um, had it set up probably more like a batch pad than anything, but, you know, I thought it was nice, but I mean, uh, you were in there, I don't even remember if, if you had moved in yet and we'd gotten married yet and all that, but I just came home from work one day and everything was different. <laughs> the furniture was moved. My wall art was gone. Tell them a little bit about your wall there art. There was new wall art in the place. Um, my pictures, man, they were awesome. Um, you know, most of them were duck pictures and uh, deer pictures, you know, wildlife pictures. And uh, uh, you're probably wanting me to mention the fact that most of my duck pictures, uh, you know, if it was a, a, a mallard, of course, you know, had to have some additional decoration to that. So took some feathers from a mallard that I had taken during a hunt and, you know, put them 
in the frame of that picture, you know, just kind of hung sticking them. out of the side of the frame. And it looked great. Yeah. And, you know, no. if it was a pintail, the same, or a, or a green-winged teal or blue-winged teal, you know, just whatever that the picture of that duck was, it had some, you know, uh, characteristic feathers in that. And uh, <laughs> it was classy, you know? <laughs> Not classy. <laughs> uh, but everything was just different. And, and so, um, you know, obviously there are many other things, but that's probably the one that sticks out the most in my mind. I remember moving that gun cabinet. That was intense. How you did that, I still do not know to this day. I still do not know to this day either. <laughs> Determination. I'm like, this is going in the spare room. Uh, the living room was a great place for that gun cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We changed it. We had magnolia pictures and decorative pillows. We didn't have any feathers sticking out of any frames anywhere except for the spare bedroom. Folks, this was a tragedy. <laughs> a major travesty in the life of Daryl Martin. It was quite an adjustment for him, but I think he did okay. He mourned for maybe a week. After <laughs> that, he was all right. <laughs> Once you moved in, I didn't care about the wall art anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the, all the art you need right, right. here. Absolutely. <laughs> Every single day. Awesome. That's a great memory. We had interesting jobs too because I was still in school. I was in college. And we weren't planning to have any kids right away. We were going to wait until I finished college. And that didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our goal was to wait five years, but I, mean, I think we made it three. Three years. And then we got our little surprise baby. But he is a gym. Then we moved into like parenting, which was a whole new ball game. What do you think about our parenting skills? <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> I will say when Caleb was little, we thought we were rocking it because he was such a good baby. Don't you think, Pumpkin? Absolutely. He was a wonderful child. He was such a cute little baby and he was really, really good. He just, we thought, you know, either God blessed us with a really awesome kid or we were just stellar parents at this young age. But, um, oh, yeah, it was definitely the parenting. <laughs> we realized when he got to be a teenager that, oh, we, we were screwing everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point, you begin to realize that it's not all, it's not all you and your skills. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of how we met. I will say that, you know, the first few years of marriage, we we lived in Southeast Texas, and then we we moved out here only, how many years? 12 years ago? 12 years ago to Kansas. And so, yeah, we still have a lot of Southern roots. In fact, it was just the other day, um, Memorial Day, and we were craving some crawfish because we were from southeast texas and that's what we eat on memorial day is boiled crawfish i was describing to my friend the other day the process of boiling crawfish <laughs> she just couldn't imagine and so what did we eat pumpkin film well the closest thing we could find here in landlocked kansas is some shrimp um we did have some crappie that, that i just caught about a month ago so we grilled up some crappie and veggies and and boiled some shrimp uh, with some good old uh, Louisiana seasoning there. And uh, 
had some good spicy boiled shrimp and potatoes along with the other grilled food. So satisfied the craving a little bit. Sometimes we uh, like to do stuff like that just to remind us of, reminds us of home. It reminds us of when we were younger. And yeah, it's just always nice to have those things that you can do kind of brings you back. It's nostalgic. And so, yeah, so now we have Caleb. I mean, good grief, fast forward a billion years and Caleb is now in college, his second semester of college and killing it actually. He's doing really well. He has his first internship and I feel like he's making better choices. What do you think? If he's not, we have no idea because he's in college. <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> he seems like a perfect kid again. <laughs> we did have a, some rough teen years. So if you are a parent and you're in the teen years, just know we love you. We, we are here for you. <laughs> and we understand. We actually. No judgment. <laughs> nothing but love. So funny story. Daryl used to do youth ministry at our home church. And man, we used to think we had it all figured out. We would tell those parents, you know, you should just get a hold of your teenager. <laughs> like, if I had a kid, they would never do that. <laughs> right. Did we grow wiser, babe? Yes. The older you get, the more you, the more you understand that, the less you understand. <laughs> Exactly. That's about the wisest thing. Yeah, you start to realize, wow, I don't really have it all together. And then once Kayla became a teenager, I was like, man, nobody should be able to be a youth leader unless they have teenagers. Right. Like, they don't have that level of empathy yet. It's a whole new level. Yeah, there's a there's a whole level of understanding that just comes whether you want it to or not. <laughs> understanding of all the good things and bad things. So to current, one of the things Dee has been doing with me during quarantine is doing some CrossFit. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that and what you're thinking about it? Well, it's definitely um, tough. It's um, obviously anything worth having is worth fighting for. And this has definitely had to been a, a, a huge challenge um, just, you know, within the past a uh, year and a half, I've had both hips replaced. And so I was nervous uh, about uh, trying to do anything, you know, this intense as far as training or exercise, but uh, it's actually been pretty awesome. Uh, you know, you just find ways to to scale um, to you, you know, to your individual and um, to make things work for you. But uh, no, it's been great. I, I feel better than I, than I have in a long time. And, um, I believe at this point, uh, I haven't weighed the past few days. I try to hold that to only once or twice a week, but I know that um, I think it's 17 or 18 pounds at this point, just over, uh, just over the quarantine. Um, and, and I don't know the, the inches and whatnot as far as loss and gain. Uh, but, but I do know I'm, I'm feeling better about myself and, and uh, about my level of health. It's definitely been a great thing. Very challenging. Uh, kind of getting into the CrossFit community has been uh, pretty cool, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, a lot of interesting people, a lot of great people uh, in this community. You know, they just have a real sense of, uh, you know, family and community. 
uh, about them all. Everybody that I've met at this point has just been, been awesome. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's definitely been a challenge. I think it's been a, a great thing for, uh, for Tara and me, um, you know, spending the time together, exercising together, you know, there's all kind of sayings out there, you know, people that, uh, couples that, you know, pray together, stay together. People that, uh, couples that, um, you know, walk together will survive together, you know, just all kind of odd sayings about that. Well, I think the one about um, working out and, and exercising together, you know, couples that exercise together, stay together. I think there's probably a lot of truth to that as well, because, you know, you're aligning your, uh, your passions at that point, you know, you're trying to uh, align the things that you're interested in and uh, you care about your health, you care about the health of the other person. And, and, um, you know, because we are, uh, we do love each other and we, we tend to push each other a little, uh, I was going to say a little bit, quite a bit out there, you know, and, um, she doesn't always respond to my coaching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tries to coach me. He just joined CrossFit. I keep this in mind. <laughs> but when something's wrong, it's wrong. But you know, it, it, she's she's awesome at this. But um, but you know, when when fundamentally, you know, we all need help from time to time. But anyway, it's been a great thing. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I don't, you know, I don't. I only look to get more involved and to, and, and to continue this journey because it's just definitely been a great thing for me personally, as well as the family. Uh, Caleb's doing it as well. Um, I know she didn't ask me to talk about this, but, um, you know, he joined the gym there in, in uh, Pittsburgh where he's going to school. Uh, and then since he's been back and we've been on quarantine and, you know, upsizing and upscaling the gym in our basement, he's, uh, I've been involved with that and, and working out down there with us. So it's just, it's been a great thing, great family involvement all the way around. It's been fine. Caleb kills us. He's definitely the best athlete of the family. Yeah, he's talented. He's very talented. Anything he ever tries to do, he's super amazing at. If he puts his mind to it, he, he gets it done. But that kind of leads me back to how we met. I mean, I was super competitive on the volleyball court. Do you think I've changed much in the cross? I was going to say, what do you mean was? <laughs> um, no. No, super competitive. That's still a thing. It's still a real thing. <laughs> the goal is always to beat D and knowing Caleb's going to beat all of us. <laughs> I mean, it's to try to beat Caleb, but to definitely beat D. Yeah. My, my son informed me the other day that everything's a race. You know, I was trying to say, man, you don't, you know, you don't have to go that hard or whatever. And he's like, everything's a race, dad. I said, okay, all right, yeah. carry, carry on. He gets it from his mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. It's really been fun. I think watching the boys like interact and all of us cheering each other on and beating our next PRs really aren't beating each other just chasing the next PR because that's kind of what you do in CrossFit and just cheering each other on, not letting them quit. Like D often wants to like give up. There's five rounds. He's ready to be done after three because that's a pretty good workout. But then CrossFit just kind of likes to go the extra mile. There's always going to be extra sets. When you think it should be done, there's at least two more sets left. <laughs> that's what I say about CrossFit every time. And he's killing it. I'm so proud of him. 
<laughs> it's been awesome. So yeah, I think that kind of wraps up kind of like where we are, where we started. We just raced right through having a baby and him going off to college because it really does feel like that. Like you blink and then that sweet little innocent boy is off to college. He'll graduate next year. Can you believe that? It's awesome. It's crazy. He will be 19 years old when he graduates, which I think is absolutely amazing and kind of scary. That'll be, um, but he's loving life and doing really well at his internship. And yeah, I think right now, if, if you know, on the show, we often talk about the real journey from the start to the middle and then like where you're headed. I don't really know where we're headed, but I do know in December we're headed to Cabo. That's right. <laughs> That's one thing that we're all looking forward to, especially after being quarantined for months together. So we're working on that Cabo body you know, CrossFit, we're kind of getting in line there, ready, getting ready for that December travel time. But in the meantime, I think we just are all plowing along, trying to do the best we can and help Caleb make it through college. I don't know, anything else, babe, we should share? Well, if you need any advice, don't come to us. I don't think we really have it all figured out. <laughs> Hopefully you found this episode somewhat interesting and yeah, just learned a little bit more about me, about my personal life. That was one of the things that came from the kickboxing episode. Several comments I got on that one were just like, hey, you should share a little more about your personal life every once in a while. That's kind of fun. And it relates perfectly to the acronym of being relatable exposing a little vulnerability, approachable and learning through life. And so we kind of covered all of those in this one little episode. <laughs> exposing a little vulnerability for sure and learning through life. Yeah, this was a buckle your seatbelt ride tonight. It was. So thank you, Pumpkin, for joining. Um, thank you. Thanks for sharing. We'll probably have him on the show again. I definitely want to have Caleb on the show one day. I think it'd be fun to hear his perspective of life at the Martin household. But yeah, hope that you will tune in next week, same place, same time. And that will conclude the Real Journey show for this week. Thank you so much for joining the Real Journey show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show.